This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. It is Tuesday, August 7th, 2018. I'm Jacques Lamour, your host. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Super stoked about today's show. I'm talking to someone new. A guy named Vincent from Innocent Tyler is going to be our special guest today. Innocent Tyler is a three-piece pop punk band currently out of Northwest Arkansas. Their their uh, their latest EP actually called Make a Scene was produced by Luis from the Dolly Rots. Their music video actually for their song Bree was directed by Jared Reddick of Bowling for Soup. So it's going to be cool to talk to Vincent all about uh, their connections with those guys and, and just about to them in general. So that's going to be coming up later. But first, we're going to get into some music from a punk band out of Canada. There's a lot of great punk bands I've noticed in Canada right now. This one's called Shift D, and they've actually been around for quite a while. They're from Burlington, Ontario. They actually started way back in the mid-90s. They took a hiatus from 07 to 13, and now they've reunited, and they just released a new EP called Battle on Your Own. Actually, they I take that back. They released that back in March of 2015. Their latest record is This Message Will Self-Destruct, which just came out this last spring. So the song we're going to play from that record is actually the very first song. It's called Recovery. by a band called Shift D out of Ontario, Canada. It's from their latest record, This Message Will Self-Destruct, came out earlier this year in the spring. If you like that record, you go to shiftd.bandcamp.com. That's actually shift, the letter D, dot bandcamp.com. Hello? 
Hey, man, what's happening? It's Vincent from Innocent Tyler. Hey, Vincent, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm alive, brother. What are you doing? <laughs> See, that is, that it's the key. <laughs> the key to life. That's what I always, it's funny, I I actually usually respond that way when um, people ask me how I'm doing Some sometimes. I'll say, oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll say I'm alive, you know, which says a lot, right? Yeah, man. Hey, if, well, that's really the only thing. Um, I mean, if you're not alive, what else are you doing? Right. Well, you're you're dead. <laughs> Obviously, you're dead. Which, which, there's only two options. Yeah, exactly. Only those two options. Nothing else. But um, I'll flip a coin. There you go. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for. Uh, I'm I'm glad. Well, I guess you're the one that emailed me, but I'm I'm really glad that uh, that you reached out. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I didn't know that uh, I was checking your stuff out. I didn't know that you already had connections with like Dolly Rots and stuff. That's cool. I don't really have any. Cause I saw, I saw they followed you or whatever on they, Twitter. Yeah, they have followed me, but I've never had them on the show. Oh, and really? No, I haven't talked to them personally. And um, to be honest, I'm trying to remember how I even heard of the dolly rots because i i'll be honest i i have not i couldn't tell you like one single song by dolly rots i i need to uh actually dive in and and you messaging or sending me that email whenever it was uh i guess it was last month um reminded yeah. me that oh yeah i needed to uh dive into their music i th- i yeah, probably great i probably heard of them from bowling for soup or something maybe one yeah yeah maybe one time i went to go see bowling for soup and they were on on the tour i have no idea because they've toured they've toured together before right yeah they've toured together a bunch and they're doing they're doing a stint um with Jarrett and the uk in september i think yeah they're always doing something together so that's more than that's more than likely where where uh, I've heard of them, but I, I just I gotta listen again. But and obviously yeah, sure. you have a connection with them because Lu- Luis um, produced your your EP. Yeah, Luis. Yeah, for sure. Or Louis. Is uh, it Luis or Luis? Because uh, it's pro- well, he's um. What is he? He's like actually Ecuadorian, so it might be Luis. But it's okay. <laughs> everybody says Luis. So gotcha. Uh, I think his mom says Luis, probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably. I, I just assume because I work, uh, the the radio station I work for, it's all like the top 40 pop hits, you know, like the current oh, yeah. big pop hits. And, you know, there's some artists on there that are, you know, that's how they say it. It's Luis and they're they're from, um, you know, some, I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, uh south america or wherever it is but it's definitely south of here (laughs) wherever (laughs) wherever uh that may be so i'm just used to pronouncing it that way but louis louis i think it's technically the same name it just depends on what country you're from um but uh so he does he have a, a studio of his own then or does he partner with someone i i would love to hear more about that he has his own studio um and so it's you know they have their own record label and studio and all that um so i i flew down there to florida and um and recorded with him uh last year so like yeah last year last april i believe and so i lived with him for a week and and we got it done and we drank a, a ton. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's always fun, right? It makes for for great stories. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, so in that week that you spent there and on the whole EP, how did the how did he go about his process? What was his way of doing things? Um, so I guess you could start from the beginning. Um I had wrote Lewis going, hey, I want to do this EP, you know, I know you produce, um, would you be interested in doing this with me? And he's like, sure, uh, send me some demos, or whatever. And so I sent him demos, he's like, cool, sounds great, let's do it. He's like, write 10 songs. Okay. <laughs> wrote 10 songs, and then um, pick the best out of those, and then 
they were pretty much all acoustic, um, you know, and then flew down there. And uh, then we turned them into like punk songs because a country, uh, like a few of them, like a weak spot was really sounded country when I wrote it. And, um, you know, now it's like a, a punk, like rock, rock song. Um, so that was kind of like the process. And then it was basically, you know, him, him like engineering and producing and doing all this stuff at the same time. Cause it's just me and him in the studio. Um, which was awesome. Like just to have me and him in there. Um, and so, uh, and he played bass on it as well. So when I was through tracking, uh, guitars and everything, uh, he would come back and play bass on it. Okay. Gotcha. So, so you, uh, you brought up the, the country aspect of one of the, right. the songs is that a root that you have in your musical journey? Did you start out liking country music, or was it? Did it just have that vibe because of where you were raised? Or just curious to right. hear your background. <laughs> it's funny because, like Lewis, like when we were recording it, he's like, I think it was like the third day or whatever. We'd already gotten a couple songs in. He's like, dude, this is weird. He's like this is so punk, but you can tell you're from Arkansas. <laughs> so like, I think it is like, I didn't really grow up on country music. You know, my dad's a huge kiss fan and Alice Cooper. So like I, that's what I grew up on is listening to, to that. And then when I got into music and started playing guitar, like I fell in love with everything. So I started listening to like Dolly Parton and Loretta Lynn and a lot of old country music. And, um, I love, I love that. And so I think it comes out a lot, like when I, especially like in the beginning of, of songs, because I write everything acoustically first. So sure. it's like just me and an acoustic, you know, pen and paper. And so, um, yeah, I think it comes across definitely is is country and, um, you know, like Bowling for Soup kind of has that too with a lot of their like story esque songs, where you can kind of tell where like Jared's influences. Uh, where he kind of gets that and that's kind of like my little niche too because a lot of the songs on the ep or every single one of them are like real stories like this stuff actually happened to me and like i wrote it from past experience so in that aspect it is it's really country you know uh, those old country tunes about you know, women leaving you or whatever <laughs> <laughs> taking the dog and your truck is your truck <laughs> is broke dog. and yeah. yeah i don't think they ever had a song about a girl throwing cupcakes at you but i do Hey, I mean, it could happen. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, in a country song, she would be throwing um, probably a glass or a bottle or I, anything. Yeah, anything but a cupcake. But, um, you know, there's a first time for everything. Um, that could be... Uh, no, I agree with you about Bowling for Soup, though, and there, there being a little bit of the country influence but it's probably the fact that they're from texas i mean that kind of yeah and i mean you're from arkansas not to stereotype at all that's not what i mean by that but i'm sure there's a lot of people that probably do stereotype you because you're like they they find oh this this guy's from northwest arkansas i bet uh you know he's into oh, this yeah. or he's into that or whatever oh, yeah <laughs> it's 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 weird like um you know, I mean, growing up, I had that a lot, like in high school and stuff, because like it's it's Arkansas, number one. It's you know, small town, so no one is into punk, and no one like I was the only kid like dyeing his hair and like wearing skinny jeans and all this stuff, and so no one really, everybody was like afraid of me or like whatever. I don't, I don't know. They think I worship Satan or whatever. Like, <laughs> what's that boy doing? <laughs> is he from L.A.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Is so, he? He's from that New York City. That's the thing. Oh man, it that. was funny. I got that here, and then I actually lived in New York for like a year. Oh wow! And I got that when people heard I was from Arkansas. That like literally every time. Uh, oh, you wear shoes? You have all your teeth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, man. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> and you're not dating your sister? Oh. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, stereotypes are, are hilarious. Um, yeah. there's one here in the Midwest that I fall into so easily. And we have, I don't know if it's just the Midwest or maybe it's other parts, but the Midwest for sure. For some reason, we like to say, ope. Like, you know, something, we get hit by something or something, something falls and we go, oh, 
you know. <laughs> and so there's these memes and these different Twitter screenshots that float around on social media making fun of the whole ope thing and i am definitely in that category i say it all the time and my girlfriend will make fun of me for it <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. yeah i hear some people well, a lot of the older people around here I've, i hear say ope okay like, yeah 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 i guess i get it from my grandparents i'm sure or my parents probably both but uh it's it's carried on into the uh, millennial generation of my family so so there we go um, I can dig it. Yeah, but let's. Uh, we'll talk more about you, though. Um, so you lived in New York for a while. Um, yeah. Did you go to school out there? No, I, I moved up there. Um, I was still doing like music and everything, so like that's why I moved up there. Uh, you know, you you fall in love and it, with someone that's you know twenty five hundred miles away. What else are you going to do? Either she moves. You know, here to Arkansas, or I moved to New York. Right. Either um, that, or so, you're rich and you're able to go back and forth anytime you please. Exactly. <laughs> and we, I, we did that a couple times. And you know what? Plane tickets are are not that cheap, especially when you're trying to fund an album. So, like, oh yeah, it's only one solution. I was moving to New York, um, but you know, now I'm back in Arkansas. So, right. Oh, you're back in Arkansas, right? Yeah, because you yeah. only lived there for a year. But I'm yeah. assuming the relationship didn't work out. Or no, no, uh, was that Bree? No, it <laughs> no dude, no, it wasn't. That's, that's not Bree. Okay, um, but maybe, maybe when we start recording um, the the second half of this record, uh, maybe some some of that story will come out. I don't know. There you go. Um, but Bree, um, Bree's that that's a whole funny story too because. Uh, that whole like the album cover is the girl like throwing cupcakes at me or whoever it is and then like there's this song called Bree. right she's actually my like high school sweetheart we dated my whole senior year and um you know so there's a lot of crazy stories because we're both you know 17 16 and so our emotions are just crazy and we don't know what love is and so you make love makes you do a lot of crazy things especially when you're that age so oh um, yeah i haven't forgotten that one <laughs> so like on graduation night like we're sitting there like about to go you know if, like i'm in my uh what do they call it the robe or whatever i don't know and, uh, and, uh gown i think they call yeah, it gown yeah gown, gown. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm in my robe i sound like a porn star <laughs> <laughs> i'm in my <laughs> robe like, and like... <laughs> then you know the the uh oh what the heck do they call the they call him a buffer or what the oh, hell? Oh, the fluffer. Ca- the fluffer. Yeah, the fluffer. <laughs> the fluffer, fluffer just left, and uh, here I am in my robe in my dressing room. And anyway, we hear so we hear a thud like on the front door. Like, who the hell is that? <clears throat> I open up the front door and there's four cupcakes like on the door and like laying down. And so um, I really pissed her off that night. And uh, she threw cupcakes at the door, and that's where that whole thing comes from. <laughs> it's pretty funny yeah so and i was like sorry go ahead uh yeah dude so like um i had that idea and the dude who did the artwork um was like do you have any ideas and i was like well this happened to me and i'd like something to do with that and he drew that up and brought it back and i'm like holy shit that is perfect <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> i love yes i love the comic book-esque uh, artwork i've always loved that kind of artwork um in fact, the uh, the band that I was originally in, we sort of had that done for our second record. It doesn't look as much as comic book as yours does, which I like a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks cool, and, and that's one thing. When I first saw the album artwork, I'm looking at it. I'm like, is that a cupcake? <laughs> and so, hmm, what what kind it of cupcakes is. were they? Um, and did you eat one? I, I tasted it, yeah, for sure. I didn't, <laughs> but at that point, I was like, I don't know if I should eat all of these. But I believe there was four, and she had them done. Like it, I feel terrible talking about it now because she actually spent like seventy bucks on these cupcakes. Whoa! Those, um, so these are serious gourmet yeah, cupcakes, yeah, right? She went to she went there, and um, my favorite guitar player is Randy Rhodes, and so like his guitar, I had the the polka dot a flying v whatever okay. and so she had the icing look like his guitar like had all these polka dots and stuff on it 
and um, the rapping was actually guitars. And so she spent like a lot of the money. Wow. She put thought into it too. It's like, wow. (laughs) So then she got pissed and decided to throw them. Yeah. Well, what had happened was um, I was leaving for Nashville. Uh, as soon as I graduated because, you know, I knew what I wanted to do with my life and everything. So I was like, I'm moving to Nashville. You can come with me or not. And, you know. She now that sounds like here. a country song. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's weak spot, man. <laughs> that's that's the whole song that is me leaving. That is uh, song. Sorry, I didn't mean um, to interrupt you. It's just. No, it's all good. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, she, she wanted to stay here and, uh, you know, in her hometown. And I, I wanted to be on the road. So she she got mad that I didn't want to stay. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, um, I know what she did. She threw, she, she made cupcakes, cupcakes and threw them at you. Yeah. Was and, it- and now she loves, yeah, she's pissed then, but now that she's, she has a song, she loves it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, I bet she's probably showing that off to everyone because one, I mean, you've got obviously Louis Luis, who produced it, who's in a, uh, you know, well-known band. And then you got another guy who's even in a more well-known band who directed it and is actually in the music video. So, you know, and actually, is Jarrett the only Bowling for Soup member in there? Because I want to say maybe I saw another member of Bowling for Soup in there, or am I making that up? Um, Yeah, Jarrett's the only one in it. Him and Jason Crocker... Uh, directed it and edited it. Um, Jason kind of looks like he could be a member. He's he's got that look, but he he does. Him and Jarrett own their own. Um, what do they call production company production? or whatever called okay. Band in Texas? Yeah, and so they're always working together. And um, you know, he went on tour with them for Warp Tour and like filmed all their stuff and took pictures and everything. So that's you know, they're, awesome. They're good. They're good guys. Cool. Did you? meet up with them this summer at any of the warped dates at all or i didn't i wish i could have because it's the last you know yeah and now it's, it's the last hurrah but now it's over <laughs> yeah now so, it's over yeah it's crazy um did yeah. did you get close with jared at all or was it just kind of like okay um we're doing this music video together and we're gonna have a great time and and that's it or have yeah. you stayed in contact no, me and Jared. Me and Jared have a lot of history. I've known Jared since I was nine years old. Right, I did read um, that. Yeah, so like he, Jared is the reason that I picked up a guitar. Um, I saw him, you know, making penis jokes on stage when I was nine, and I was like, "That's what I want to do with my life." Um, <laughs> every nine-year-old's dream, mommy. I want to make. Dream. I want to make penis jokes for a living. He did. I was like, he was uh, right before he played like my favorite song. He made a joke about Jeffrey the giraffe having no penis, and um, I was like, hey, that's what I want to do. <laughs> oh man! And, uh, yeah, so I was a huge fan, and I met him after that first show. And I was the youngest kid there at the show by you know a, a decade or whatever. And um, <clears throat> and so ever since then, you know, he gave my dad his number and was like, if you're ever at a future show, you know you know call and we'll hang out whatever and we went to a lot of shows and then when i started doing music um you know and then this project came along it was only natural to have Jarrett, you know Jarrett be a part of it um so i've, I've known Jarrett for a long time and he's it's the reason that i you know picked up a guitar and he's the reason that you know i wanted to be a songwriter and everything and um yeah he's he's one of my biggest infra- inspirations for sure Still is. Yeah, I... So it's, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's, like, it's weird that we're friends now. Like, being a nine-year-old and, like, laying in bed at night, you know, like, going, oh, my God, like, this would be the coolest thing ever, and now we're friends. And um, sometimes I still, like, the, the nine-year-old in me, like, comes out when he's texting me or like when we did the video shoot, I was like a couple times I was like, I can't believe Jared fucking Reddick is like <laughs> filming my video right now. <laughs> yeah. Nine, nine year old you is looking at this like, what the, I, I never would oh, have man. imagined this. It's, it's obviously Absolutely. it's a dream come true. It's so surreal. I would be 
constantly pinching myself if one of my biggest influences of all time became a close friend and we ended up working together on musical projects or any kind yeah. of project you know that that would just be nuts i i can't imagine because i don't i i don't really have that experience i mean i've i've interviewed some some of some of my influences but i've never right. never actually worked with them so I just, yeah, I can't imagine how awesome that was. And I mean, your dad, your dad must be like the coolest dad ever. <laughs> for he is cool, and he's a preacher. So it's what? like really weird. Yeah, what? <laughs> it's, yeah. What the hell? That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, like the coolest preacher ever, right? Like, hey, let's go to a Blanca Soup and Kiss concert. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I want you, son. I want you to learn dick jokes today. We're gonna go see Jarrett Reddick of, of Bowling for Soup, and he's gonna teach you all about it. Um, God, that's funny. That is so yeah. funny. Um, yeah. Now that you bring up the preacher thing, I will say I know you saw my post a little while ago about doing this interview. Uh huh. Um, so. Earlier this year, it was in the, I believe it was in the wintertime, I interviewed a band called Innocent Elaine from Arizona. Right. And for some reason, it didn't dawn on me until today, before we were about to do this interview, I'm like, wait a minute, I've, Innocent Tyler, Innocent Elaine, like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, that's, what's even weirder is, I mean, I guess I went to their page and checked them out because I was like, oh my god, that's weird. Uh, I guess they're not like I guess they're taking a little bit of a hiatus or whatever because yes. a couple of the members are getting married or whatever. Um, but I saw they the Dolly Rods are on tour right now. I don't know if they did a something with them this run or the first leg of the tour, but they actually opened up for them in like Georgia or something or wherever they were at. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's like it's a small community, you know. It's really weird. Yeah. That that's super weird i mean it's the same genre it's still it's still pop punk um but yeah it's just dawned to me i'm like huh that's so funny but yeah no they are on a hiatus i don't know if and when they'll pick things back up but the other thing the you said the preacher thing is that uh innocent elaine uh was definitely innocent because the um the band most of them had a uh, like a Christian background. They went to a Christian university. They wanted to to, oh, wow. to do Christian things. You know, their lead vocalist, who I interviewed, is going to be. Um, he wants to be involved in in uh, Christian music. You know, um, I think he told me specifically he wanted to you know lead music at a church. I think if I remember correctly, I'd have to go back and listen to the episode to verify that, but. You know, so definitely, like, innocent makes sense <laughs> for them. But, like, for you, I don't know if it makes sense, but now I'm finding out your dad's a preacher. But at the same yeah, time... It's, yeah, it's... Yeah. So it's, well, um, it's kind of like when when the idea got brought up to, to name the band Innocent Tyler, uh, it was perfect because it's the exact opposite of what I am. So, like, yeah. <laughs> perfect so for you perfect. it's it's not that you're actually innocent it's the exact opposite versus right. innocent elaine i mean they to me yeah. they were you know innocent safe safe uh pop punk so to speak you know yeah in in some ways depends yeah, on how you look at me. it i guess yeah and that that might be you know my <laughs> background when you you know shove things down people throat when they're they're young they don't really like it you know when they get older but mm-hmm. um <clears throat> So, but hey, ever, you know, I don't really care what anybody does with their life. You know, it's we're all going to die, you know, in like 40 <laughs> years. So you might as well live it up while you can, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way the older I get, the more I realize that I have so many problems of my own that, you know, I, I shouldn't worry. I, I not that I don't care about the people that are in my life. Obviously, if it's someone really close to me, I extremely, you know, I care about. I care about them a lot. I right. care about what's going on with them. But, you know, if it's it's something that's not a big deal and it's not really my business, I'm not going to dive into it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've got enough issues of my own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, it's, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so now I, I'm wondering, how. what was it like, your dad being a preacher, okay, but also 
had this side to him that was like, okay, we're going to go see Bowling for Soup. We're going to go see Kiss and Alice Cooper or, you know, listen to that kind of music. I mean, everybody's human. Preachers are human beings. They have the same emotions that you and I do. And people often forget that, you know. Yeah. Um, But I'm just curious as to how did that, how did those lines work and how did they blur and that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, so like I've never seen my dad take a drink at all. I've never heard my dad cuss or anything like that. Um, But then there's, you know, this side of him that's he's a huge music fan and the biggest Kiss fan you'll ever meet. And, uh, you know, like anything like 80s hair metal is like up his alley. But, um, you know, it, it was it's weird sometimes to. Because, you know, my dad's my best friend, honestly. You know, I have his initials tattooed on my neck and everything. Um, you know, sometimes I don't look at him as like, hey, father. It's like, hey, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> like, um, because we're so much alike and, you know, especially like uh, musically speaking, like, sure. definitely. Um, and then, like, we've been to so many shows together. You know, that's really our thing. Like, my, my first concert was a Kiss concert. I was two years old. What? So like you were yeah. two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My son is almost two. He's 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 eighteen. He's almost eighteen months old. So he's he's getting close to two. Man, I can't imagine bringing him to uh, to kiss at age two. That would be yeah. wild. <laughs> we sat, yeah, we sat like in the last row, so my eardrums didn't bleed. <laughs> and, did you and, uh, Did you but, have the headphones on? The special headphones. Uh, I'm sure I had something. I don't, you know, I was two. Uh, I don't really remember. Obviously, I, yeah. <laughs> I I look at pictures and I kind of and I want to say that I remember it, but it could just be like my mind making up making up stuff. But, um, you know, so that was our thing. But it, you know, it was kind of weird to you know like go to a show and have this much fun and then be like, hey, don't <laughs> you know? I don't know. Don't have a sex or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. it was so like, but. <laughs> you know so it, the lines got a little blurry um yeah. for me anyways but um it was still cool i still you know i respect it i never really got into it at all you know mm-hmm. growing up yeah you know i kind of been one of those people to um form my own opinions at a very young age and i kind of knew who i was you know really early on and i think it's because you know that exposure to music and and um you know, even though we live in a small town where everybody's, you know, kind of the same and kind of like, you know, grow up and get married, have kids, you know, have one job and, you know, die or whatever. Um, I was exposed to so many different personalities, like watching them on stage and watching. And, you know, I, I didn't really play with toys or anything. I had kiss action figures. So that's what I was doing. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, so like, <laughs> so it's like I was raised a lot differently. Than you had the, before. well, you had the coolest toys. I mean, it doesn't oh, get much better yeah. than, you know, it was I, yeah, a guy, best. yeah, a guy I work with collects kiss memorabilia and things like that. And in fact, he let me borrow. I'm a big Scooby Doo fan, so he let me borrow the Kiss right Scooby Doo movie. And actually, I still need to give it back to him. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, it's it's a cool thing. It's definitely uh, there's a big following uh, for for Kiss and and just all their toys and all their memorabilia. It's a big big well, for thing. Sure. Yeah, as yeah, I don't have to tell you that, but um, but yeah, I just I imagine. It must have just been a major childhood interesting as far as the with the like we were talking about with those lines and sometimes being blurred did did your dad kind of force some things down your throat or did he just kind of like look these are some morals that you should adopt and I mean I'm just like I said I'm just curious Um, I'm just fascinated that's all sometimes yeah sometimes um, you know the religious aspect got a little too little too much for me it was mainly when I (laughs) when I did something wrong like as a teenager you know then it was time to really like oh you don't need to do that and then um, it got you know stricter and but um, you know I think mainly it the forcefulness came from other people in the church um you know, a lot more. Um, there was a guy that before I moved, 
um, to Nashville and, and started getting all these bands and stuff, uh, one of the guys, you know, told me that I was going to hell because I was doing music. Um, so, <laughs> don't you love that? Yeah, you're going so, to hell, son, because you're doing that rock and roll, yeah, and that yeah, means sex and drugs and yeah. tattoos and yeah, I got plenty of those. Yeah, it's weird. It's you know, um, if it was anything else, it's like I'm 18. I know I know exactly what I want to do with my life. You should be, you know, not praising me, but you should be congratulating me, I guess, because people, you know, spend a lot of time you know trying to find who they are and you know spend tons and tons of time at jobs that they hate you know when you know i mean i get it there's a risk and everything but there there's way more of a risk than than sitting in bed at night next to a woman that you don't know why you married her with kids and a a job that you hate than than just going after what you want to do with your life than what you love doing so i don't think it's actually that much of a risk you know i I, the alternative for me is way scarier than you're like yeah i could fail at music yeah i could do that but i could also spend 30 years of my life going what the hell happened you know yeah it's it's (laughs) it's it's uh 30 years being safe and being miserable or you could spend you could spend 30 30 years trying maybe you don't get all the way where you want Absolutely. to be, but you can look yeah. back. You can look back and say, "Hey, I did this, and I, I, uh, I spent most of my life trying for this." And um, absolutely, you know, because there's bound to be, there's bound to be great moments, even if you don't make it to your big ultimate goal. There's bound to be some amazing moments that you can look back on and and hold, you know, hold on to those forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, I'm never going to stop trying, you know, no matter what, you know, this is my, my whole life has always been music. You know, I, even as a teenager or whatever, like a couple years in, you know, I was still like just practicing guitar. I wasn't in bands or anything. I would skip school to practice. I would, you know, ditch, ditch dates <laughs> to go practice, you know, um, music has always been number one in my life. And, you know, that's, I don't see that ever changing. If it's been that way, you know, since I was two, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's going to change. And I don't think it should, you know, if, if your dream, if your number one is, you know, whatever construction work, if that's what you love doing, if you love being an engineer or whatever, you know, that should be number one, you know, um, I mean, a lot of people have different views on that. Like, oh, what if you have a wife or whatever? Well, I mean if you don't if you don't love yourself and love what you're doing you know, how, how are you ever going to be you know a good a good enough person for for your other half you know that's the way i look at it um, true so. true very true man i i don't uh, disagree disagree with you there that's for sure so um we're uh we're getting short on time so i want to go ahead and play um, Brie, since um, I know you have a music video out for that song, and it seems to be right the on. song you're pushing. And I mean, it's got Kelly Ogden from Dolly Rots in it, so yep, um, we should definitely <laughs> play this song. Um, so, is there anything uh, you want to say about the song before we play? About Brie, um, I know we kind of talked about it earlier already. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's the single. It's the one that has the video. Um, the girl that's in it, actually, the main girl that's in the video, her name, um, was it her middle name was Bree or something like that. Huh. Um, so it was like really interesting. Like when I found that, I was like, she's the one. We're picking her. She's in the video. Um, so like a lot of interesting stuff w- uh, with that video. But um, you know, I like it. It's it's a it's a true punk song, and it's all real too. So. It's all real. Okay. All right. So, Bree, Innocent Tyler here on Pop Punk and Pizza. Hey, this is a song about Bree.
Innocent Tyler, Bree, featuring Kelly Ogden of the Dally Rots. I really need to dive into their music. That's going to be that's going to be my goal this week. One of my goals is to check out actually check out the Dally Rots. So, um, and of course we have Vincent on the phone from Innocent Tyler. Now, do you have permanent band members or is it just kind of like whatever friend you can get to play with you or are you even playing shows right now right we uh yeah i've played some shows and we got um we're doing a, a texas run in november um like dallas austin all those places um and that's that's all still being booked but um it's um it's me basically you know and lewis manages me lewis is my manager okay i was wondering Uh, if there was some management there with right lewis or not yep that's all lewis lewis is a freaking genius um and he's 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 an amazing friend so uh it's it's really me and him that do everything and then when it's time to play shows um i hire people to play play with me um you know like on the record um the guy playing drums uh, is named Reed Pryor. He's from Los Angeles, and you know we recorded all the songs and then sent them, sent them to him, and he played them. He killed it in you know, just a couple days. Wow! And um, yeah, and so the the whole process that that we've kept so far um, has worked really really well, and you know I'd like to keep that going. Um, you know, having band members that that's you know great, you know, and having that, but. Um, you know, it's worked so well for me so far. You know, it's the most successful I've been musically, you know, since I started. So I really don't want to, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know, kind of, kind of thing. Sure. Um, so, and, you know, like hiring people, the guys, uh, that played in Bree, you know, I hired them, they learned the songs and they are amazing. They freaking killed it. And when we went into the, the studio and, and filmed that, um, there was no like rehearsing or anything. It was just like, okay, one, two, three, go. And literally like midway through the song, I had the stupidest smile on my face. Cause you couldn't tell that we had never played together before. <laughs> like the, it was so awesome. Like the energy was so high level and you would have thought we had just spent the last year in a van together, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I, I wondered, I was like, I wonder if he's been playing with these guys for a while. Cause I noticed in the promo pictures, that it was just you it wasn't you and two other people so i kind of wondered and and yeah that's the impression i got from the the brie music video for sure so that's that's awesome man and i was gonna say i can't help but love your les paul jr because you know billy joe armstrong is one of my idols oh, yeah so you know anytime i see a les paul jr i'm just like oh and i used to have a couple too and i, I miss i miss those <laughs> it's great it's a great punk guitar and you yeah. know johnny thunders and everything right so uh yeah a lot of a lot of guitars mine has a, a hello kitty zombie sticker on it so i like, thought what that's you, what that was <laughs> i was like is that hello kitty but like a zombie i was like that's pretty yeah. cool <laughs> pretty sweet um Okay, so, I mean, we look forward to Texas shows. I mean, Texas is where it's at. I know the um, couple tours that I was on, I was um, selling merch for a band that was on some bigger tours. And anytime we were in Texas, that's where we made the most money, was at at the merch table, because I was selling their merch. And I remember we were playing, I want to say it was Houston, House of Blues, and that's where we that was the one show we made the most money out of the right on. yeah out of the 6 weeks we were on the road because people just i don't know they had money to spend and they were very generous and Texas was awesome so and obviously I you're love not Texas. yeah you're not far so no and i lived in Dallas for a few years so i mean okay. it's it's home you know Dallas some sometimes feels more like home than you know even here you know, it's just, there's just something about it. Uh, I love Dallas so much, you know, so. Yeah, Dallas was cool. I like Dallas, definitely. All right, man. Well, what else uh, do we need to know? I mean, people can can uh, get all the links to your music and, and watch the music videos and get merch and, and, and uh, right. look at tour dates at innocenttyler.com. That's um, right. But uh, are are all your social media handles the same? Yeah, it's. Um, I think they're all the same, but Twitter and some somebody already took 
for some reason, Innocent Tyler. Ah. Um, it's Innocent Tyler 94 on Twitter, at Innocent Tyler 94. The rest, everything else is Innocent Tyler official. Um, so Facebook, Instagram. Um, so everything is that. And then InnocentTyler.com has all the links to everything, Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, you know, whatever the kids are listening to music these days on, I still listen to like records and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how, um, when you think about how people listen to music now, they're either streaming it or they're they're listening to it on vinyl. It's so weird. Yeah. I was And I'm still young, like I'm 24. So like Mm -hmm. I should be like really into like just all digital, but, um, you know, my dad still has, so you have like two, three thousand CDs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, right. I mean, th- there's there's something about having the vinyl or CD and opening it up and having like the booklet and like everything. There's something about that and like listening to the whole album from beginning to end, like putting the headphones on and that album taking you to uh, a place. You know, there's something about that that I absolutely love. And um, yeah, I never want to lose that. You know, I I couldn't agree more, man. I definitely feel the same way because I was, that's how it was, you know, for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm 28, so I'm not too, we're not too far apart as far as that goes. So, I mean, that's all we had. We had CDs and I remember actually listening to some of my parents' vinyl when I was very young too. So, um, and of course cassettes, I uh, listened to cassettes as well and wore, wore some out too. Um, and you can do that with vinyl, obviously, as well. Yeah. You can wear that that uh, that wax out. So, but um, but yeah, I was just thinking, it's just really funny how it's it's back to vinyl. But if you're not listening to vinyl, you're like streaming it in your car, yeah. kind of thing. You know. Yeah, but, I'm um, super glad that vinyl's making a huge comeback. I'm really glad that it is. Yeah. Um. Um. You, you know, I mean, but. However you listen to music, as long as you're listening to it, I mean, it, that's the main thing. It doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. Um, I know a lot of people, it's all on their phones and that's it, yeah. um, which is great. But, you know, however, however you choose to listen to music, it doesn't matter. But, but what's great now is like before you only had like, oh, like we have to go and buy a CD. But now there's so many options. You can get on the computer, your phone, tablet, whatever, and it's right there. Yep. And that's really cool. Like, no matter where you are, you have your favorite records at all times. So mm-hmm. that's what's really, that's what matters. Yeah. It's a, be- it's a beautiful thing. It is. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, Vincent, thanks so much for being on the show, man. And um, definitely have you back on it at some point. Love to, uh, when you're, you know, promoting, when you got another EP out, anything like that definitely would love to have you back absolutely man i enjoyed it oh great great man well uh hey have a great rest of the day and i'm I'm looking forward to uh seeing some of those tour dates if you ever come to the midwest if you come to you know the chicagoland area let me know and we could do maybe we could work something out in person you know yeah absolutely yeah it's happening um our plan was to to do before uh we decided on a texas run we was going to be the uh, Midwest run. Um, okay. So, and so definitely it's happening at some point for sure. Okay, cool, man. Well, I'll be on the lookout for it or you got my contact info. So you got my number. So <laughs> you can, right. yeah, feel free to hit me up anytime. Hey, thanks man. I had a, had a blast on your show. Special thanks again to Vincent of Innocent Tyler for being on the show today. Make sure you show them some love by hitting up innocenttyler.com. You can find links to their music their upcoming shows, and all that fun stuff. And that's going to be it for today's show. I'm Jacques Lamour, your host. Thank you so much for listening to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast once again. Make sure you hit us up on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Pop Punk and Pizza Pod for Twitter, actually. But for Instagram and Facebook, it's Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. I'm on Twitter at On Air with JL. If you're in a band, you want your music played on the show, or you want to set up an interview, or both, you can send your inquiries to bangerangradio at gmail.com. 
I can't always guarantee that I can play your music on the show or that we can set up an interview, but go ahead, send me as much information about your band as possible, links to your music, MP3s, biographies, EPKs, press pages, all that fun stuff, bangerangradio at gmail.com, and we'll see what we can do. Now, tomorrow, August 8th, Wednesday, August 8th, we're going to have Robert Biskowski. If I'm saying your last name right, Robert, I'm not even sure, but if I butchered it, I'm so sorry. Uh, Robert is the lead vocalist and guitarist from Bury Me in Lights out of Chicago. So we're going to be talking to him. I'm looking forward to that because Robert, I know, uh, is a supporter of the show. And I've been meaning to actually have Barry and Lights on the show for a while, or at least one of their members. So that's uh, going to be coming up tomorrow here on Pop Punk and Pizza. Have a great rest of the day. And if you're going through a rough time, just keep on a truck, and my friend, I promise things are going to get better, all right? Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. 